0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And it's March 2nd, so let's talk some college football.
1: Hey, brand- yeah. football never stops, baby. You know it. It's, yeah. it's not like it was when we were kids, where you had like you know four or five months where football wasn't in the news. It's, it's a 12-month-a-year industry now.
0: I mean, most of my social media posts are combine stuff. Exactly,
1: exactly, yeah. You know, the combine, which turns its way into free agency of trades in a couple of weeks and then the draft. And so it, it never stops. And, you know, college football slows a little, doesn't have the same off season that NFL, but it, but we're going to talk some college football because, you know, it doesn't slow down completely. It's almost spring football season.
0: Yeah. So ASU just announced this week, their spring game for uh, the last Friday in April and it's open to the public and it'll be, uh, you know, a good time, I suppose?
1: Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the things that caught my eye about it were, one, you know, I, I texted you, uh, what, Tuesday and said, you know, you heard what the date is. And I and I almost even said, like, gosh, you know, a few years ago under herm, we, we already had our spring game by the end of February, mm-hmm. I think once or twice, didn't we? We had yeah. such an early spring ball, um, and, and now, you know... Late one of the one of the later ones. A lot of teams are, are you know first or second week of April.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. I I'm curious to know the strategy behind it. I guess I mean we're bringing in a lot of guys, so giving everyone as much time as possible to get their academic eligibility in order.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I suppose um, you know it might just be a, a Dillingham you know preference from his experience. Um, I, you know we talked about it when we did it and there, there were some, there were some logical, uh, the one major logical point of, you know, early spring practice was, Hey, if somebody gets hurt, you give them more time to, to, you know, heal up, rest up, uh, you know, they need surgery or whatever. You have more time. That said, I'm going to, I mean, I say this a little tongue in cheek, but like anything that happened under Herm like I'm good with doing the opposite, even though there was a logic to it and there still is like, you know, like if, if Herm said, uh, you know, February's good, then, then I want the next coach to say, no, April's good.
0: Like, yeah.
1: all right, I'm positive. I'm good with that. Uh, you know, and I also noticed this year, and I, I think it's good last year, they tried to do it after Pat's run.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it was several hours after Pat's run and it was, you know, at, I don't know, one o'clock or something. It's, and it could be hot here by that time of year in the middle of the day, especially, and, and, you know, the crowd wasn't very good. And, um, and I you know, look if Kenny Dillingham's expecting to put you know thirty thousand people in the stands for a spring game, he's going to be disappointed every year. But I think a Friday night is is maybe a little bit better.
0: Well, it's also early; run. it
1: just doesn't work.
0: It, it's it's Friday night, but it's early enough that like you certainly can go. You know, you you can go back out and sure, continue sure, sure. your party. Yeah.
1: And you can take your kids. I mean, you know, like being up front, like a lot of, a lot of what spring games are, especially here is, you know, family friendly, uh, you know, bring the kids, play some, you know,
0: you get to go on kids the field.
1: games, you know, get some merchandise at the team shop, stuff like that. So, you
0: know, six, was at six o'clock, I think was the start yeah. time.
1: Um, you know, it's, it's opposite the NFL draft. Uh, second night, I, I don't know if there's a huge cross-section of people that would care about both. I'm one, you know, uh, that, that is going to be a little bit like, well, I don't know, do I want to watch the draft? Or, uh, I don't know the answer. But that may not really be that much of an impact. I don't know. Um, you, you know, you got to choose a time. I, a Saturday night, I almost feel like, might have been better, but there must be a reason they did it Friday night. I, I'm sure there's a logic to it. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But you know, it's good that we finally got an answer because really, I was seeing a lot of different announcements, and you know, I'm thinking, gosh, we're almost at March here, and you know, are we are we having spring practice? We are doing this, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, so so I was glad to finally get an answer of like, yeah, we are. Okay, that's that's positive. I think we need it with all the new faces. Like we need we need as many spring practices as we can get.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. I, I'm curious, you know, by then we will probably not have clarity on the quarterback situation, but it'll be interesting to get eyes on Levitt, see what happens uh, sure. when you've got two guys the same eligibility exactly, who both, you know, one was here as a touted recruit, the other came here, yeah, presumably yeah. A- assuming he can beat out that talented recruit. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean it. It's interesting now, too, to think about it, like, you you know, with the rules as they were maybe, what, six months ago, not even that long ago, you know, you'd feel like, well, what if it's here and he can't transfer right away and be immediately eligible? That's not the case anymore. And I know that's temporary, but it's probably likely to stay permanent, it feels like. So it's like, well, you know, I guess there's no, there's no, like, advantage or disadvantage to either one um, in, in a way that You know, from that standpoint of like, well, you got to keep this guy happy versus this guy's kind of, you know, almost stuck here in a way like, no, they could, they could both leave, uh, you know, after next season and and be immediately eligible at the next place. And, you know, as I'm saying that, and as you're talking about it, I'm almost thinking cynical side would say, isn't the spring uh, transfer portal period from like April 15 to 30, something like that. So you do it as late as possible and you don't give guys a window to think like, And I, I don't know if that's part of it, but you know, like the less window they have to think, well, I didn't get it what I wanted out of spring ball. I'm a leave. But, but maybe there's something to that.
0: Also a chance for you to assess your guys and look right. at the transfer portal
1: window. See what else is out there. Yeah. 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 You know, I don't know. No, I, I definitely don't think we'll come out of spring with any, um, public announcement of who the starter is uh, you know they're behind the scenes the coaches might have an idea by the end of spring ball but i, I doubt they're going to let on because again you want to keep both guys in the fold you do have borgay back who gives you a, a, you know at least a competent backup if you need it but i i think you want to you want to keep both guys on the team for for next season and see what happens i mean Rashada got hurt last year so you you've got to be prepared that you know even if he does win the job is can he can he stay healthy for twelve games? We haven't we haven't seen that yet. It's only been one year, but still, he was skinny. Very, very. So. Be interested to see what he looks like. Uh, in some ways, like hopefully he's bulked up a little. I mean, uh, he's he's not going to look like Cam Newton, but you know, like needs to get a little little stronger because yeah, he he definitely uh, you know looked like a, a college freshman in in every way, and so mm-hmm. hopefully he'll look bigger and stronger by next year
0: yeah yeah he uh it'll be interesting certainly
1: yeah 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 i mean you know it's uh it's just uh, outside of the quarterbacks i mean i i'm i'm in the same position i was last year like i gotta i feel like i gotta learn the roster like i i read a lot of names of guys we brought in um but you know i'm struggling at like badgers back right
0: yeah so far
1: and, and and is Scadaboo back?
0: He is. He'll be a senior. Okay.
1: That's what I thought. Then so got... you know that some carryover at least, hopefully. And yeah. you're right. You always put that asterisk on there until until May, I guess, when the when the portal period ends. And it's like, well, all right, you, you kind of got him now. Um, but you know, there's not a ton of carryover. It's tough to it's tough to learn the roster, and I, I think you know, I don't know if we want to go down this rabbit hole. We don't have to, but. I find it even tougher now with the with the lack of good media coverage. It's like, you know, we got all these new guys and where do you learn about this team besides just like going to the ASU website and studying the the, you know, the roster list?
0: Yeah, I I mean, I it it's very clear that Doug Haller's days as the ASU beat writer are over over. There Completely. is no ASU. I mean, there is no ASU beat writer on the Athletic.
1: There's not and and like I, I mean, I could probably do it if I wanted to. I'd be curious, like over the last year, how many ASU stories did Doug Haller write? Because he still does, a few, but like
0: well, it was percentage-wise, like Herm it meeting, feels like it's maybe ten percent. I mean, it's Herm related or Ray leaving. Yeah, yeah. And then I the mean, there were a couple ASU football stories. I yeah. think there was
1: one. There was one about Hurley in the off season. Yeah, I remember uh, kind of a you know good in depth, but. And and look, his bosses are telling him, I'm sure, and, uh, you know, I'm not blaming him and I'm I'm not even really blaming the athletic as much as I wish they had dedicated beat reporters. Like, I'm sure that, you know, the people in charge there did did the studies and realized, like, well, hey, we don't get the same readership for ASU that we get for Alabama football. We don't we don't need a dedicated ASU guy. You know, we can have you cover the suns and the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks and ASU and, you know, save some money. I, I hate to, I hate to say that. I hate that that's the case, but it, it probably does make sense from their standpoint.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: But yeah, I mean, he doesn't really, the Republic, I, I get nothing out of, I mean, I don't even go to the Republic anymore. Um, you know, so you're left with the, with the Sun Devil sources and the Devil's Digests, and, you know, good on them for doing what they do. But I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of that is, is student interns. Yeah. And, and yeah, everybody starts somewhere. I get that. We were that, you know, we, we, we both did a version of that in, in college. I was like, man, I, I guess as a fan, I'd, I'd like to have more of a, more of a professional journalism approach to reading about the team, but I, it just doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It's, it's hard because you're you are basically stuck with those two sources, yeah, and then whatever you can glean yourself from
1: yeah from from Twitter yeah. or something, you know I mean it, and and let's not also ignore that those two sources make you pay for a good chunk of the stuff. yeah, and I'm not gonna do that. I, I you know. I'm just not, I mean, we, we had the discussion last year about the, you know, holding back the injuries and like, man, that, that just, if I was ever tempted to pay for them, I'm going to think like, well, you're holding back some of what, you know, so why would I? And, you know, high school recruiting is doesn't feel like it matters as much as it used to because half the guys leave and you get another, you know, 50% of your roster from somewhere else. So, I don't really need to pay for that, so like I'm not going to do that. I mean, I've clicked on links that Cartman or whatever has posted, and then it's like you know, oh, pay blah blah blah. Nah, Ass, uh, you know, not not going to do it. I only have uh, so much money to spend, and I'm not going to put it toward that.
0: Yeah, well, and it's just the uh, you know the projections of like who's going to stay and who's going to leave. It's like, well, I'll just find out because they're going <laughs> to go to you know whatever on three and tell me right. Right. that they're leaving. Right. So
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. It's just, it does make it tough. I've, I've thought that recently, like last year, I, I felt sort of a, sort of a disconnect in a way. Maybe I never have, but it's like, man, I, I don't know a lot of these guys and where can I learn about them? You know, where am I supposed to, and I don't mean like in depth feature stories. No. Those are great. But I just mean like, okay, we brought in all these new offensive linemen. Who's projected to be the starters? Who are the guys we're looking at next year? Like, okay, this uh, pencil, this guy. In. I, I don't know where I can find that. I, not sure.
0: Well, and and to your point, it's it's two things meeting. It's massive roster turnover that NCAA rule changes have. Mm-hmm allowed for the first time i mean you used to not be able to bring in this many
1: new guys right you just right, couldn't for, do it
0: in a given season
1: you could bring in 25 max yeah, yeah with and, high school and transfers right and so we gone. bring
0: in yeah. 50 or whatever last yeah. year so yeah. it's the increase in you know turnover and then a decrease in coverage and it's like yeah, yeah you, uh, you of course you feel a disconnect
1: it does It uh, yeah i mean it's just it's it's hard to keep up and I get, we talked a lot about basketball last week and it's hard with that, but with basketball, it's only, you know, 10, 12 guys. So if you really want to, you, you probably could, um, you know, it's not that, but with football, you know, I bring up the roster and i like, okay, there's, you know, 20 guys listed at wide receiver. Well, some of them are walk-ons and some of them are, you know, but I, I don't even know how to sort it out. But like, how do I know? Okay. I know Elijah Badger. But if I look at a lot of these names, like, I don't know, was this guy a freshman recruit? Was he a walk-on? Is he a three-time transfer? Is he a a coveted transfer? I I, I don't know. And I mean, if I did the in-depth research on every guy, I guess I could find it. It's out there, but it's, it doesn't make it easy. You know, Mm -hmm. back in the day, I feel like an old man, but you know, you you could go to the, you go to the Arizona Republic and you get daily stories during spring ball, or during fall practice, and by the time the season started, you feel like, all right, I, I got a good grasp on this roster. Yeah. You don't have that anymore.
0: No, and it's, you know, I get it. I understand it. And, you know, part of the rise of social media and the collapse of beat reporting is, like, players can just tell us things themselves. So, you know, so. every player has a podcast. I did, I did not realize that last year Jalen Conyers had a
1: podcast. I didn't either. I, I yeah. heard. I think I heard about it at some point in the offseason.
0: Me too. I heard but, about yeah. it when he announced he was transferring. Uh, the guy who he did it with, uh, Anthony Totri, or Totri, you know, tweeted oh, yeah. sources say, you know, Conyers is going to Texas Tech. it's like, well, his source was Conyers because they – I had a
1: podcast <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know it either. Yeah, I mean, it, it's impossible to keep up with all of those. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some of this as we're talking is just like, well, we're old. But you, you kind of get used to a way of following sports. And especially with, with college sports, it seems really tough to do uh, for ASU, I guess I should say. Like, it's probably not if you're, a, if you're an Alabama fan or Georgia, or, you know, Oregon, or, you know, the places that really drive traffic, because you're getting the dedicated beat reporter, mm. you, you know, your local paper is probably still doing more. But, you know, here, it just, it feels like we're, ASU issue is secondary news. And, and so, you know, what are you left with? You're left with, you know, student interns and part timers. And, and again, God bless them. Like, I, I'm not trying to rip student interns, but but it's like, man, I I guess I just would like a little bit more reliable source. Yeah. But that doesn't exist. So it it all makes it tough uh, to get a grasp on the roster In all honesty. And it's, I mean, I remember last year saying like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get ready for it. And then like, it's tough to do. It's like, where do I, where do I go to get ready? I don't, I don't work there anymore. So I'm not around it on a day to day basis. And, and, you know, where's my source that's going to help me to, to, you know, catch up. I don't have one that I can rely on at least.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of a bummer.
1: It, it is. I mean, you know, we, we've talked a lot and probably will again in the future about the changes in media, and sports media, and uh, there's a whole lot. There's, there's, that's a, that's a, you know, a day long discussion and you probably still would have meat on the bone, but, uh, yeah it's just so different i mean even uh, you know even from 10 years ago like not even that long ago i mean remember remember metcalf and haller had that podcast they did yeah when they were still both with the you know and that was good i mean like that helped me i wasn't yeah, working for Pig, the cardinals anymore the Pig
0: six podcast
1: yes you know i mean a 2017 season i listened to every one of those i'd listen to them on the way home from work and you know, and again, I was kind of out of the local sports scene at that point. I wasn't working for Cardinals. I wasn't reading, you know, I wasn't listening to sports talk much for a reason because um, I didn't want to be into the, you know, Cardinal scene at all. And so that was like, you know, yeah, man, this is my way to kind of get some news and catch up and hear about some players and uh, coaches. And, you know, and, and that just, I don't know. Again, there's probably alternative sources of it out there, but I just don't, I don't know who I can rely on. I mean I, I do not rely on Sun Devil Source and Devil's Digest. It's about all there is out there but I don't really trust them like okay they're going to they're going to do it for me.
0: They're going to keep me informed and up to date and I probably never will. I so I listen to the free version of the Sun Devil Source podcast, yeah. the Sun Devil Source Report. Um my criticism of it is there's not really ever admission of being wrong, really, uh, really, or of like missing on something? Yeah, which yeah, and I, that I, like it's like that would bother me too. You know, it's a everyone is always like X, Y, and Z thing we accomplished or we saw, and you know I've been covering the team for this long, and this is the <laughs> he's the this this is the first I've seen of this or the best I've seen. It's like, but you you were saying the same stuff before
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh, that would bother me too because yeah i i always feel like there's there's a lack of that in in sports media in general now it seems like you know it just kind of ignore the things that you get wrong and pass yourself on the back for the things you got right or something and uh yeah i i don't know i mean i i i don't want to say i know them but i i saw you know Carbon and and Ho Gravino at work, you know, when I worked for ASU, and it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that, like, okay, now they are the the leading, you know, uh, beat reporters with ASU, and they kind of are.
0: Yeah. I, oh, they absolutely I, I, again, are.
1: No insult to them, but I just I don't I don't feel the trust in them.
0: Well, and this is why you can have the press scrum about going to yes. the big 12 because they who's going to hold them accountable. Where, totally. where was totally. the, you know, where was the Dan Bickley column taking them to task? Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: No, totally true. Uh, I mean, uh, very, very much. I mean, that was, who was at, who's at practice on a regular basis, mostly student media, uh, student interns for those sites, uh, you know, your own employed, you know, media people, uh, you know, social media folks that certainly are not going to, you know, do anything controversial and I, and they mm-hmm. shouldn't. I'm not, you know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I will always believe that that was done that way on purpose to avoid, not that there's that many in Phoenix because there isn't, but to avoid, you know, the, the Dan Bickley. No, he doesn't work for the Republic, but, you know, uh, you know, the TV people or whatever showing up to ask any difficult questions.
0: Yeah. Gambo, they, a pot stirrer.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They did that on purpose because they knew Saturday morning we're having practice. It's the middle of, you know, uh, who's going to be here? uh, You know, and then you can, you can, you know, even tout it as like, well, we wanted to do it for our, our local media guys. Like, no, you didn't. No, that is such, I mean, and look, that's, I guess that's the job of a PR guy in a way, but I also, I, I don't know. I, I mean, we've, we've talked and beat that horse to death. I know, but that still disgusts me how that was handled and it always will. I just, uh, so much about that, how, how it was set up, the way those two, uh, you know, conducted themselves, what they wore, uh, mm-hmm. everything about it was so amateur. And, and yeah, I mean, hundred percent it was, it was because of that, because you, you know, there is no Doug Haller or Jeff Metcalf who used to be there on an everyday basis. And, and, you know, not saying Doug Haller was like, a rabble rouser, he wasn't and isn't, but you know, I do think Doug Haller is a good journalist, yeah, and and probably would have tried to ask some difficult questions about the support for Larry Scott, the support for the Pac-12, you know, all that. and none of none of those really got asked.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I find it to be a little frustrating as a fan. It's very frustrating. Right.
1: So anyway, uh, I mean, all of that is to say it's, it's, you know, we started with what the spring game is when, when it is, I should say, and, uh, you know, look forward to it, see what happens. But yeah, it's going to be tough because, you know, through spring ball, how, how much will we learn you and I and the, and the general fan, how much will we learn about the team? Probably not much. I don't know that on May 2nd, if we're talking two months from now or thereabouts that we're going to know a whole lot more about this team than we know now, which is, which is disappointing. In a way, because we—that's a time to learn about the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to talk briefly about the college football playoff news that the you know basically, basically it appears the Big Ten and the SEC are doing what they should do for their own interests, and and are and are being prodded along by. You know the TV powers that be. I would imagine. I suppose, but yeah. you just let's make it an invitational. Why? Why bother letting anyone?
1: Uh, well, and and you know, I think that's I think that's part of the issue is that like the other conferences are probably going to be forced to go along with this because I mean, if if the Big Ten and SEC aren't happy playing at the same table, they could just go do their own thing. Yeah, and and they have such a Market share now of the of the marquee programs, and you know, I mean, I thought about this this week with the you know, like I I counted correctly, and I think I did. There were twenty teams that played for the national championship since the start of the BCS. Uh, You know, twenty different teams. Fourteen of them are now in the Big Ten or SEC. So, you're going to go without them. You got to you know, you're going to do a playoff without them that that has no credibility. With Mm -hmm. with you know no Alabama, no Auburn, no Texas, no Oklahoma, no USC, Washington, Oregon, I mean, Michigan, Ohio State, like that's the huge share of the marquee college football programs now. You got to have them. Absolutely. So, it's it's uh, the thing for me is like and I and I know why. I know that, you know, the original contract was 12 years and they made this temporary band-aid for the 12 team for the next 2 but it just it frustrates me in a way. It's like we haven't even done the twelve team thing yet. Maybe uh, it'll work great. Why are we Why are we already expanding or trying to fix what what we don't even know if it's broke? Like we haven't had one yet to see how it works.
0: That's That's fair.
1: I mean, I'm not again. I get it because there's no contract passed two seasons from now, and so this is the time for the Big Ten and SEC to say, "Well, here's what we want." And you better give us what we want or else. I I understand. I I guess for me, this is where I mean. so much of this comes back to, like, you, you need somebody to be an authority in charge of everything. And they don't have that. Everybody's competing for their own interests. That's, I mean, what you said just a couple minutes ago. They're doing what's best for them. Sure. Like, Greg Sankey is hired to do what's best for the SEC, not do what's best for college football overall. I get it but there's nobody in place that does what's best for college football overall. And and that's how we've ended up with so much of the, of the mess conference expansion and all this stuff. Like, you know, if somebody had some common sense and could say, Hey, how about we just do like a four, a, you know, two year extension of this. Let's do a, let's do four years of the 12 team thing. Let's see how it works. Let's just see how many of you get everybody happy or not. Maybe they are not. And then we want to expand to 14 or 16 or whatever. It'll probably happen. But I, it just baffles me that we're expanding before we ever do the 12th. Well,
0: then we'll eventually get to 64 and then 68. And then, <laughs> and then an eighteen. Yeah, you
1: know, I, I mean, I, I do think we'll – I'm not sure why they're suggesting 14, to be honest. Like, just go 16. It's You know 14 is a temporary stopover. Uh, and, and, but, you know, we'll probably end up at 24, just like FCS has now. I mean, I, you know, if I had to guess 15 years from now, who knows what college football will look like in some ways, but if we're still in this state, we'll be at 24 teams. I, that, that'd be my guess. We're going to get more and more and more. And, and it's just going to turn into, it's going to turn into NFL junior where it's just like, you know you get, I mean, like the, the AFC gets seven bids and the NFC gets seven bids. And, and, and I kind of feel like it is going to be that eventually where it's like, you know, well, okay, we're going to do this formula because we don't trust the committee. So we're going to do it formula and we're going to do four and four and, and then two from this conference and two from that conference. And there you go. It's like, okay. I, I mean, that makes logical sense, but college sports isn't always supposed to make logical sense. It's supposed to be a little different. That's what makes it... I mean, if I want logic, I can watch the NFL or the NBA. College is supposed to be a little different with, with like opinions and gray area. We're kind of legislating that out, it seems like.
0: Yeah. I'm... Yeah. I'm with you that it's. it feels a little bad, doesn't it? Like.
1: It, it does. I mean, it just... There's a couple things that keep college football prominent that aren't changing right now. One is that it's football and football's our national power, you know? And two is that you still get the, you still get all the stars, all the big names. I mean, it's the only destination for a great, a great football player coming out of high school. You go to college and you have to be there at least three years. And there's no appetite to change that on any side right now. So, That helps. But other than that, I mean, other than those two things, which are significant, doesn't it feel like college football is like trying to speed its way toward being college basketball? Where like we think like, man, this was a lot better 20 years ago. What happened?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I'm I'm wondering, are we getting to the point where we football is going to get pulled out? And just treated separately? Like
1: I, I mean, I wish we would get to that point, but it's in some ways almost feels like too much damage has been done. Even if that happens, like all the conference realignment, like that should have happened before you had all this, but now it's too late and you know? all you can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again and reform the Pac-10 outside of football. It's too late. I mean, these, you know, like they've agreed to take all their sports there. USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, and, you know, now the team's going to the Big 12, you know, and and so I I think that would be good, but, man, I feel like it it should have happened probably 15 years or so ago.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that we're in the realm of feasible right now. I'm just wondering if that's where we're going to go. I mean, I think
1: it's feasible, in a way. But I
0: don't think you, well, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think you're going to be able to put it back together. I think what's going to happen is no. that this is just going to be the design to stop the bleeding. And I think you'll slowly see a regression to regionality because I think you'll start you seeing mind. sports get peeled off. Like you might. You baseball, might. softball, yeah. soccer, tennis, swimming, diving, track, all, all of that stuff feels yeah. like. What you know, I
1: wonder is, do we get to sort of a, you know, which, I mean, it, not be under the same branding, but. You know, do you end up with a Big 12 that has, you know, 20 or 24 or whatever schools and then they just divide into two, you know, a Big 12 Western and a Big 12 Eastern. And you kind of end up with like, oh, well, you know, it's weird. All the all the teams in the West are playing each other all the time. Like, well, this is almost like the Pac-12. It's bizarre how that happens. Yeah. I kind of think that will happen. I almost hope so because, there, again, there would be some benefit to that, a lot of benefit to that, I think, for – you know, outside of football, I mean, Chip Kelly, who you know is now the offensive coordinator for Ohio State, which is bizarre. Uh, but you know, his idea that hey, football should be different, and you could have one, you know, basically one big conference that you know, every, you know, or something like that. Not even really call it a conference. One big organization, and then you know, that's a great idea, but it's it's too late. Like you know, it's it, it again. That should have happened probably. With the start of the playoff or something like that, where you just say, "Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take these," you know. Uh, but now it's tough because it's like, well, okay, ESPN is paying for the SEC. Well, they don't, they don't want to see, you know, they're paying a large portion of that for SEC football, so they don't want, they don't want football to uh, be its own thing because it's like, well, hey, uh, okay, we're not paying all this for SEC basketball, and baseball. We want SEC football Week in and week out In September, October, November Yeah So And Fox is doing it For the Big Ten Or, you know, whatever and So I don't know I don't know I mean, it's a uh, Again, there are some Inherent advantages In football That I don't think It's Soon to become Like college basketball But, you know You look back at the, the little dominoes That changed You know, from 30 years ago Where college basketball was To where it is now And you see just the Little the little erosions and it kind of feels like we're in the middle of that, maybe at the very beginning of it with football that, you know, by 20 years from now, be like, man, what did we do? How'd this happen? And and is it too late to fix it?
0: Yeah. And it, it may well be. It probably will. Yeah. Yeah. And then,
1: you know, you mentioned expansion and I don't I'm sure you've heard, you know, now they're the NCAA is pushing for 96 teams in the basketball tournament. Like, God almighty, what are we doing here? Uh, why don't we just get rid of the regular season then? How about just, just play some exhibition games, and then we'll just have a 350-team tournament that starts in early February. Yeah, you know, uh, why not just do that? Put everybody in.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically.
1: I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you just get closer and closer to, like, there's, I mean, unless you're a diehard fan of a certain team, there's really no reason to follow the college basketball regular season much. Uh, you know, like what's your reason? It's not to see the best players for the NBA because a lot of them don't go there, um, and if they do, they're there one year and gone. And it's not really to like, oh well, this this means something for the tournament. We we already have teams that are, you know, this week there's 17 and 12. Like, well, they're they're probably getting in. Like, what? I mean, that, that's good enough to get you in the tournament now, and you want to add 28 more teams?
0: Yeah. You're
1: going to have 500 teams that are on the bubble.
0: Yeah. It'll be who you lost to, who, had, who yeah. lost to better teams.
1: Yeah, it's just going to be more mediocre SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC. That's all. We're not going to, you know, uh, they're not going to give more bids to the West Coast or, you know, the MEAC or the SPLAC, it, it, you know, it's just going to be, instead of, you know, nine Big 12 teams, it'll be 16 or it'll be, you know, 13 of the 16 Big 12 teams. Like, it, I mean, is that what anybody's clamoring for? Doesn't that seem like the ultimate, like, answering the question no one's asking scenario?
0: Yeah, basically. It, now, who's,
1: who's begging for more tournament? Teams? <laughs> aside from, aside from, I'm sure coaches that get a tournament bonus.
0: I mean, it, it feels like if you wanted to do it where you guarantee a berth for the conference regular season champion and tournament champion. I, I'd like that. Like I could you see know, that being worthwhile.
1: I could, but I don't think they'll do... Because, again, this is all being driven by the power conferences. Yeah, It's all being driven by the big boys to get more, 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 more. You know, so I don't think they'll agree to that, because why would they? Uh, You know, like, well, we want, you know... And again, it's... Now, in basketball, there is supposed to be an authority, the NCAA, that, that would make the best decision for the sport as a whole, whereas that's not the case with the football playoff. The NCAA has nothing to do with it. But... I don't know. I mean, it just feels like the creep is coming, and and you know, it's it's only a matter of time before at least we end up at you know eighty or something like that. And you know, I just man, I, who wants that? Who's who's begging for that? I mean, I think I think you know, people who really like the college basketball tournament are not saying like, give us more. The sixty-eight was unnecessary, honestly. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, those first four games are pretty much lifeless for the most part
0: well they put them on I true mean, tv from dayton like
1: who, right yeah right it's always in the same place and and you know the the they didn't even do it i mean they should have but again the big boys rule if they're going to do that make it all the at you know but you you do two of them of the 16 seeds you started at you know 330 pacific people aren't watching that uh and and then you know you end up with again mo- mediocre you know, hey, ASU's been in it three times. I I feel like we are uniquely qualified to speak on the first four. Uh, it's 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 mediocre. Two teams that barely got in that probably shouldn't be in. Uh, and yeah, a couple of them have been, you know, UCLA got to the final four out of it, I think, or ECU. That's great. But those games are still kind of emotionless for the most part. Yeah. So, I don't know. Who knows, man? We'll we'll see what happens, but yeah, I do not think we need a, a you know even more football playoffs just yet maybe we will but uh, that's my biggest thing is like you haven't even given this one a chance to fail before you already want to change it and and not only expand but then guarantee bids for what what is it the the idea for big Ten and four SEC something they're
0: like floating that. out there yeah something like that which you'd probably get anyway yeah that's the thing like you're probably gonna get Three at least every year in a twelve or fourteen team playoff. I mean, how
1: many times would you not have three SEC, three Big Ten, given the current, you know, construction of those conferences in the top twelve?
0: No, I mean it's like you said before. It's just more, more, more. Like it is guarantee it it because what on the off chance we don't, you know,
1: we you know. But what what happens if so? Like last year. You know, I was thinking, like, okay, take it with the SEC as it was last year. You would have had uh, Georgia, Alabama, and Missouri and old Miss. Those were four pretty darn good teams. Uh, nobody, I guess, would have quibbled with that. But what happens if you have an SEC that has two teams that finish 12-0 and and another that finishes 11-1, and and then you've got, you know, six teams that are all 7-5 and five or 8-4, mm-hmm. which could happen. I don't think that's mathematically possible. I was like, well... Okay. I guess we gotta take an eight and four team because we have to have four SEC teams. I don't I don't think that's
0: good. Well and that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is like they just wanna lock it in just on the chance that you hit that combination. And you
1: have that scenario. Yeah, but it's just and again, I, I understand it from the SEC standpoint and the Big Ten standpoint. Sure. This is where you need an authority figure or group to say no. You know, like, that doesn't make sense. You're going to get your large share of bids most years, but do we need to guarantee you that? No. But there's nobody to do that. You know, it's it's a conglomeration of people working for themselves, and, you know, the ACC and Big 12 aren't going to like it, but they're probably just going to have to, you know, uh, like Fletcher Reed said in Liar Liar, bend over and take it up the tailpipe.
0: Yeah. Because well, what else are you going to do? You're you're right, because they the thing is, if you don't agree to it, they'll just go steal more of your schools.
1: They'll steal more of your schools, and, and then they'll break off. Yeah, And they'll just have a, you know... They'll
0: they, just if have, well, they, if between of, the two of them, they've of got a 40. a championship yeah.
1: game, we'll have conference semifinals and a final, and then our winners will play, and that'll be our postseason.
0: Yeah, I, you know, because it wouldn't take much for the Big Ten and the SEC to get to 48 schools between the no. two of them. They're at,
1: what, going into next year, they're at 34? Yeah, eighteen and sixteen. Yeah, so no, you're right, and and they probably don't even. I mean, if one of them went and got Florida State and Clemson, yeah, and and if Notre Dame agreed to join up, you pretty much would have a monopoly over the big football powers of of the last 10, 20 years. I mean, who who else would be out there that would you know would be left out? You, you a lot of secondary, a lot of you know TCU's and Oklahoma states and. Virginia Tech's, and, uh, but, you know, like, those are good programs, not sliding them, but you don't need those. They're, they're nice filler if they want to come along, but you don't need them.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, I mean, yeah,
1: you know, the, the six, again, doing the, I did the math, the six, you know, teams that have played for a title outside those two conferences, Florida State, Clemson, Notre Dame, those still matter. Virginia Tech hasn't mattered nationally for quite a while. TCU, Had that one, you know, great season and, you know, good program. And uh, Miami, which hasn't really been nationally relevant for 15, 20 years. Still could be, I suppose, but isn't right now. Yeah. I mean, Miami last played for the title when when the Fiesta Bowl was at Sun Devil Stadium. So that that tells you how long ago it was.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... It's very true that, like... (laughs) They, we're we're, appro- we've crossed a tipping point. I, I was gonna yeah. say we're approaching, but I don't think that's accurate. I think we've crossed a tipping point now. Yeah. Oh uh, it's just like, what can we, what if anything as fans can we expect other than them just continuing? I know
1: confusion and change and yeah. I mean, and I do go back. Like part of part of me thinks like, okay, you know, let's just completely rip off the band-aid let's let's do kind of what you're suggesting where you know the the big 10 and sec just get everybody that matters and become the nfc and afc of college football and we do you know uh, semi-finals and and conference finals and then a championship game and and that all makes sense and that all is clean and easy and logical and and then i just i keep coming back to the thought of like well that's what we have in the nfl Logical. Everybody plays the same amount of games. Everybody has a formulaic schedule. Uh, you get, you know, seven and seven. You play it out. And it's, it's nice, and that's great, but, like, is that what college football supposed to be? Is it supposed to be just a triple-A version of the NFL? I don't think it is, but it's getting closer and
0: closer to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm torn on it. I really am. Like, part of me
1: thinks that sounds great, and the other part of me thinks, like, then you lose the, you lose the uniqueness of – you know, Ohio State having to play Rutgers on a random Saturday afternoon, and like, well, could they get upset? I mean, if you just have like a Premier League concept, it's like, well, all right, what happens
0: to those games? Those those games kind of feel important too. Yeah, I, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, that's
1: that's college football. I like, guess that's the difference. Like, you know, and it's not even that. It's Ohio State playing, you know, Western Michigan in September. There's a 99% chance they're going to win, but maybe you get that App State Michigan game, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Wow, I I did not see that coming." You know, like you got to watch just to see. And if those go away, you you lose something. I think maybe you don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I feel like you do.
0: Yeah, I mean, and all of the great Boise State, yeah, you know, games of the past, and you just
1: I mean, just the feeling of like, okay, you got to be alert here, and and even if it is a blowout, okay that's your chance to get your freshmen in and, you know, see your backups. And I like, got, all right, that's kind of the rhythm of a, of a college season. It's not in the NFL, In the NFL. There's no, there's no weeks you can go in. And I mean, you know, as bad as Carolina was this year, they were bad. You know, they still won a couple games and they challenged some good teams. I mean, the, you know, the, the Packers finished the year really well. And in the midst of that, they almost lost to Carolina. You yeah. know, like that's, that's, that's the NFL. Everybody can beat anybody at any time cool that's not college football and that's okay it doesn't it doesn't have to be the same but it feels like that's where we're headed and i i don't know i just feel like you're gonna lose something of the mystique of college football if you do that
0: yeah i mean i think college athletics overall has is losing has lost uh a lot of the gloss that yeah. made it fun and interesting yeah and yeah
1: I, I think so too i mean and I know the easy thing to say there as well. It's because of the players are making money. And, I don't.
0: And, I don't think it's that. I think it I was even, happening before. I, I think it was happening long before the players started making money. Agreed. Totally. One, totally they agree. were making money under the table. Uh, yes. Now they're just making it yes, yes, over yes. the table. Uh, totally agree. I think that's for the
1: the real old time people, the people that are generations in front of us that can say, "Well, everything went to crap once the players started being paid." Like it was already headed there, man. Like, you know, all that you look back at so many decisions, so many conference realignments, so many TV deals, so many head coaches making you know first of all a million, and then now ten million dollars, and uh, like you know the, the the snowball was rolling downhill, and the players making money was just a, another piece, few pieces of snow that it picked up as it became an avalanche. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, change is, is part of it. Like, nothing stays the same. The
1: NFL isn't the same as it was 30 years ago. Major League Baseball isn't. And so college sports are going to change, but, but I just think some of the changes aren't for the
0: better. Well, see, and, that and, right there, that's the difference. It's yeah. like, baseball made these changes with the pitch clock and the bigger bases sure. to encourage more running and all that stuff, and it's like... Oh, I don't know about this, and I was like, "No, nah, yep, that was right." It worked that well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: totally, totally. I agree, and 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 yeah. I mean, not everything works out great. There's things that you know they do that, but yeah, just the the I don't know. There's there's a there's a romantic element I think to college sports that is being. It hasn't been erased, but it's seemingly being erased, little yeah. by little. Where you know uh, that it's just like, well. It, you know, let's get the best teams to play each other more often. That's on, on paper, that sounds great. Sure. But again, if I want that, I've, I've got an option. It's called the NFL. That's that's the premier football league in, a, in the world. Uh, I can watch the best players, and they're all good teams. Even the bad teams are good teams, you know, comparatively to anything else. And it's like, okay, cool. Uh, you know, if I want that, it's there for me every Sunday and Monday and Thursday college is supposed to be different in some ways and it's, it's, just, I don't know. I've said it over and over, but it just, it's just getting closer and closer to the same product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, then it becomes a question of, is this slightly worse version of the same products? A market?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And I've, I've heard people say that too, that like, well, if it just becomes, you know, NFL minor league, you know it so you're you want you want the same product as the nfl but it's not as good because these aren't nfl players yet some of them will be uh, you know like why should i care as much i don't know Again, i mean i'm not sounding the death knell for college football you know it's it's still extremely popular i think by all measures it's the number two sport behind the nfl uh you know it packs hundred thousand seat stadiums and people watch it in droves and by no means is it on its, you know, last breaths. Yeah. But I just think some bad decisions are being made that, you know, I just, I feel like if we're, if we're fortunate enough to still be around in, you know, 30 years and we're doing this same thing or whatever form of sports talk there is at that time, that we're going to look back and be like, man, remember, remember in the 2020s when college football felt like it was great? It doesn't feel that way anymore.
0: Yeah. No, well, I mean, that's, yeah, your your point is incredibly valid. On you know, college basketball didn't collapse in a no. day. Like no. I, it's Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant. These were like yeah. great seasons, and then you get to like, oh yeah, I remember the Anthony Davis season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember. And then it's like, what? Who did uh, who did Marketin play for? Yeah, right, and that's right. Kinda yes, like where, yes. You know,
1: yes. I mean, yeah. The first years of One and Done had some tremendous success stories of, you know, Durant, Derrick Rose, and Anthony Davis. And, and, yeah, But I mean, the Anthony Davis season was 12 years ago. Yeah. Which, one, saying that makes me feel really old, that he's been out of college that long. It's like, man, what? How'd that happen? But, you know, re- like, I've asked you this before, and, I, and I, I don't think there's a great answer. Like, how many, like, big-time college basketball stars have there been in the last 10 years? Like, big National stars playing college basketball. Zion, I only think there's one, and it's Zion. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that was not. I mean, again, I'll use the same time frame. Go back 30 years. Go back to 1994. Around then, there were a lot. You know, you, you had Shaq, you had Chris Webber. The whole Fab Five was a big deal.
0: All those uh, Duke it, teams. You know, all the what? Duke teams back Duke then. Team,
1: yeah, yeah. Hurley and Leitner and Grant Hill. And and yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson, uh, you know, I mean, these guys were were big stars in college, and then they went on and became bigger stars. Some of them in the NBA, some of them didn't. Christian Leitner didn't, but you know, like you just don't have that. And yeah, you're right. It wasn't it wasn't one moment. Like through the 2000s, college basketball was still pretty good. You had you know JJ Reddick and you had. Uh, Stoudemire and Channing Fry, and uh, you know, and you had uh, Kevin Durant, Greg Oden, and uh, you know, like, yeah, pretty good. Everything's everything's fine. Pay no attention to the worries that are happening and the changes in the sport. And, uh, it's all good. And now here we are,
0: 2024, and like uh, everything probably wasn't fine. No. Um. Yeah, it's and and here in a couple weeks we'll do our tournament. You know.
1: Picks and and I think that'll be very evident in what we're talking about. Where probably a lot of it's going to be like, well, I, I'm I'm picking uh, Michigan State because they went in the tournament a lot. Yeah. could I tell you? Can I tell you more than one player on their roster right now? I couldn't tell you one. I well you know, maybe maybe by then I will. If they're in the Big Ten final or something like that. But right now I I could not name you one guy on Michigan State's current roster.
0: I you know I will be likely going chalk. Uh, at least early. Yeah, because yeah. why why wouldn't I be? Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, a
1: lot of my a lot of my tournament picks now the last couple of years and this year will be the same is is gut feeling, um, and and historical. Like you know, again, the Michigan State uh, or a team that loses early, uh, you know, often like well they'll probably you know it's like I, I couldn't tell you much about how they play this year. I don't know. I mean, I know UConn's really good. I know Houston's really good. Purdue's got Zach Eadie, and they're really good. But I'm not confident that any of them will make it out of the
0: first weekend because it just seems like it's a complete crap shoot now in the tournament. Yeah, you just go through all the one seeds and all the two seeds, and anyone who's been ranked number one during the course of the season. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, the tournament's fun, and that's where I get with this football thing. That's the biggest thing. Is like, will it be fun? If we have a, a you know 16 team playoff in a couple of years or whatever, watch. sure it will. But is it at the expense of the season? And that's where that's where basketball is. The tournament's still a big deal. It still gets great TV ratings. It's still people love to fill out brackets and gamble and all that. And, uh, but the rest of it has become so like you don't even really have to pay attention. You know, you can you can tune in on March 17th for the selection show fill out a bracket in those next three days, and not feel like you missed much of anything on the road there. Yeah. Which is not good for a sport as a whole, I don't think. You, you know, if the sport is all about three weeks and the season is four-plus months long, that doesn't feel like a healthy thing.
0: No. I, And it seems the sport is not that healthy, so...
1: It's not. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like it's just... It's just not, like, you know, I, I mean, again, I'm just talking to myself. Like, today, I don't know how much college basketball i watch. I watch a ton of college football on Saturdays because I feel like there's something going on, you know, and if we get to a point where, you know, six SEC teams are making the playoffs because we've expanded it to 2014, like, am I going to feel that same urgency to watch, you know, Ole Miss and Texas A&M? Because, like, well, they're both going to make it anyway. Who cares? i, I we could get to that point. I don't know if we will, but I, I I think it's possible.
0: Yeah. I don't know, man.
1: Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? I mean, things are always in a in a state of flux. But uh, yeah, just I don't know. I, the, the playoff expansion thing just feels like one of those ultimate things. Like, man, we just just somebody get out of their own way, but nobody
0: can. Yeah. frustrating um look what we're, we're gonna be back we're gonna talk about some wrestling next week we are we're, we are yes we are on the road to wrestlemania there's there's a lot of things happening um you know the rock's posting 20 minute long yes social yes. media videos calling you know insulting
1: phoenix is the number one city for crack and meth users last night on smackdown heel rock is is fun gotta say there's. Yeah. there's we'll, we'll discuss more, but he's he's in he's in good form in this role.
0: Yeah. Um, but look, in, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sports Cast.